So today we're going to focus on the question of what is an installed base? And then, of course, the questions that follow, what do I do with it and what's the, the benefit? And so uh, we actually have two really great panelists uh, who are frontline sales and customer service leaders uh, in their respective industries. So first we have Dan Garrison uh, with Baker Hughes. Uh, so Dan, uh, you know, Baker Hughes, he'll, he'll get into who is Baker Hughes, but he has uh, deep experience in the oil and energy space. Uh, starting out actually in the field and now, uh, you know, working for uh, the OEMs. Um, so I'll, we'll get to Dan in a second, but welcome, Dan. And next, uh, we also have Ben Kilby, uh, who leads customer service for R.A. Jones. And I'll let Ben also describe R.A. Jones. Uh, ben has uh, spent decades in customer service uh, across a variety of industries and so can it kind of brings lessons learned from different spaces uh, into R.A. Jones, uh, and it'll be great having Ben as part of the panel. So what I'm going to do is, is kind of, this, this will be a, a conversation, and we'll kind of go back and forth between ben, uh, ben and Dan and sharing some of their experiences and challenges and lessons learned. But uh, kind of jumping into that, uh, you know, first, uh, Dan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Maybe start off with, uh, you know, who is Baker Hughes? What's your role, your, your organization? And maybe a fun fact about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much for the introduction, Rob. Um, as you said, my name is Dan Garrison. I'm an inside sales specialist for Bentley, Nevada, which is a subsidiary division of Baker Hughes. Baker Hughes is a leading energy company uh, with seven or eight different divisions. And my specific division regards with condition monitoring for critical machineries. And we are involved in a wide range of industries going from your renewable energy sources, uh, downstream manufacturing and production facilities such as refineries, also power generation facilities. And uh, we're also in some of the industrial spaces as well. So I've been with uh, Finley, Nevada for about three years now. Before that, I was in various different uh, companies such as Slumberjay and Old States in, in, uh, Industries, which are pipeline companies and uh, oil and gas companies as well. And a couple of my uh, hobbies are outdoor photography and enjoying nature and that sort of stuff. But one kind of fun fact about Texas is, uh, for those sports fans out there, two, two uh, colleges just recently went to the NCAA Final Fours, and luckily one of the, one of the colleges from, from Texas actually was able to win the championship. So, unfortunately, that was not the, not the team from Houston, but at least one Texas team did. So, yeah, back to you, Rob. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, that's great. Um... Yeah, Baylor definitely uh, put on quite a show. Uh, so, Ben, uh, same for you. Can you tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your role with R.A. Jones, uh, you know, how that fits in the organization, and, and maybe a quick fun fact about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Rob. Uh, my name is Ben Kilby. Uh, I have been with R.A. Jones now for about four years. 
Uh, I am the aftermarket customer service manager. Uh, we have two different departments in the, uh, in the aftermarket team. That's field service and customer service. Our primary role in customer service is to process uh, spare parts orders for customers' machines, uh, for replacement, for maintenance, for break-fix scenarios, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's our primary responsibility. However, as customer service, we are kind of the gateway into the, into the company. Uh, we answer questions from invoicing to to deliver when we're going to get parts, all that fun stuff. Um, I have spent a lot of time in the retail space from uh, consumer electronics. Uh, I even tried selling cars for a little bit when I was younger. That was quite an experience. Um, it, mostly in uh, cell phones, actually. I spent 10 years running a Sprint store uh, in Iowa. Um, Passions and hobbies. Uh, I am a I'm a football guy. <laughs> I love watching college and pro football. Um, I actually had the opportunity to play two years of semi-pro football uh, in 2010 and 2011 with a small team in Eastern Iowa. Uh, that was fun. I survived. I did not injure myself too terribly uh, in those two years. Um, but after after a knee surgery at 19. Uh, I was kind of playing on borrowed time. So I enjoyed that experience, but uh, those days are now behind me. Um, in, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, my wife got an opportunity and we moved our family from Eastern Iowa to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it is considerably warmer here uh, than it was in Iowa over the past few months. Um, and there's a lot more fun stuff to do out here. In fact, they're, they're about to put in a new surf pool. Uh, and I had to look that up when I saw that come across the news. Uh, it's different than a wave pool. They actually create a constant wave versus one rolling wave after another. So you can actually surf in the middle of town, in the middle of the desert in Arizona some, after some time this summer. So... Um, with that, I'll, I'll kind of turn it back to you and, and we can move on to the next, uh, segment. Thanks. Yeah. I, you, I remember you saying it had been 110 for some record number of days. I think the, the surf pool. Yeah. Come in yes. Uh, it was 110 degrees, uh, from sometime in the end of July to the middle of September, like 55 straight days or something. It was, uh, not the summer to choose to move to Arizona. <laughs> we found that out. Wow. Um, so kind of jumping right in, um, Dan, what about you? What are some of the challenges that uh, you faced and or are facing today? Well, <clears throat> some of the, uh, the challenges that, that we're facing was data accuracy. It goes back to the, the standard problem of data in equals data out. If you have obsolete data going into it, you're going to have obsolete data coming out. And so one of the, one of the things that we, we fight is having good, accurate contacts for some of our customers. And Entitled does a really good job about pulling all of the contacts and associating them with the correct locations, customers, however you want to phrase it. But the problem is if it's pulling out of SAP, 
that hasn't been updated in 10 years, then you might have an awful, awful lot of obsolete old, old uh, customers to contact. Um, we're set up also on, on a system where the data has to be pushed in title every quarter. And so there's a little bit of lag sometimes on the, uh, the data not being quite fully up to date. And that kind of helps drive some of the problems that we have uh, with buy-in from our, you know, from my team personally, and also the outside sales group that they don't necessarily see the value in it. So those are a couple of them. We've been, like I said, we've been using it since late 2018. Um, it went live early, early on with us uh, once it all got built and we've used it on a bunch of different campaigns. Some of them were more effective than others, but you also run into issues such as end of quarter, uh, end of year pushes, competing campaigns. And so all of that stuff sometimes takes away the effectiveness of the tool. Yeah. Um, Dan, what's, what's next for the Baker Hughes team and, and, you know, going after your installed base and serving them better? Well, we're still trying to uh, continue and uh, promote Entitle as, as a wonderful resource, which I think it is. Um, it's a, it's an uphill battle with some people who, are not as sold on it. Um, I believe that uh, Baker Hughes is also trying to replicate something similar, which gets into another consideration. You know, I know I'm jumping ahead, but you definitely want to think about long-term longevity of whichever installed based platform you want to go with. If it's easier to, to outsource it for a team like Entitle, uh, and you don't necessarily have to worry about staffing, then that is the best thing to do. If you're going to move it in-house, you have to consider and weigh against the potential of a new product initiative taking your resources that are maintaining that in-house platform away or the uh, the company deciding that this is not, not working the way it should be. And then that point in time, you're up a creek without any tools. So that's definitely something I would re recommend people who are planning an, a strategy is think about your long-term goals and how those can Im be impacted by changes in the market or changes in executive leadership and that sort of stuff. Yeah, the, the kind of some of the standard challenges of, of building something internally, how do you support it over its life cycle and, and you know, the, the development risks and so forth, yeah. Um, Ben, what's what's next for you know your team at, at RA Jones? Where are you trying to go in terms of uh, you know serving and, and um, you know driving growth in your installed base? Um, the the biggest initiative that we've got um, is what we're calling asset management. Um, in years past, our business model has been. Uh, new equipment finds a lead, they sell a machine, we install a machine, and then we just give them a parts phone number and um, in the parts manual, and they call us when they need a part. Well, uh, I'm really trying to drive the customer service, uh, especially my team and, and some of the aftermarket people into more of a uh, proactive, uh, collaborative approach to customers and their machines and, and their, and their, because they're assets, you know, customers spend 
hundreds of thousands of dollars on these machines so so that they can process their their consumer products and and meet customer demand so um I proposed uh, a program at the beginning of 2020 that involved more travel for the aftermarket team, including myself, field service manager, uh, and going in with field service technicians. And unfortunately, that got cut off at the knees when nobody was able to travel uh, in 2020. Uh, so we're really looking forward to using Entitle uh, and, and the, the install base uh, because you can do it by map, you can do it by region, you can do it by your product lines. So I, if, I, if I know I've got a customer's machine coming out of warranty in August of 2021, um, I can set up an appointment with them and then I can pull up Entitle and say, okay, who's around them? You know, where else can I go uh, to make my trip worth it? Because personally, I, I'm not a field service technician, so I am not a billable employee. I've got to go in and see multiple customers and, 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 and make that point of contact and generate revenue for my visit for it to be worth the effort of me going. So um, that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to using in Tidal is, is more of a collaborative and proactive approach uh, with my install base uh, moving forward and hopefully 2021 and beyond. Yeah, that's great. I think uh, uh, we're also looking forward to getting back out there and, and, being able to, to meet in person uh, with our customers. So kind of last question to, to wrap up here, um, and maybe I'll, I'll start with Dan. You know, what's the one or two pieces of, of advice that you would give to someone who was, you know, kind of heading down this path of, of trying to figure out their installed base data and do something with it? Well, my first advice would be definitely um, contact the team at Entitle. Uh, anytime that I have recommended a slight change or an improvement, y'all's team has definitely been highly responsive and taken it into consideration. Definitely something that I appreciate. And uh, I would definitely um, direct anybody who's interested to come to, come to y'all as uh, a uh, first first choice. And then the other thing is, like I say, think about your long-term, your, your long-term goals. And because a lot of that will drive which way they want to go with it, whether it be in-house or outsourcing it. Uh, and then lastly is make sure you work on your data quality, because if, if you have high quality data going into this, you can get an awful lot out of it. Um, that has definitely been my experience on it. And uh, those are probably the three things that I would definitely recommend uh, people to consider. Great. Thanks. And Ben, what about you? What's the one or two pieces of guidance you would give to somebody who's uh, heading down this path? And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, you can't say the same things as Dan. Right. Um, the what, uh, what I would uh, is, is kind of to, to start a small Start on something you know you can control. Um, you know, my team, we deal with, again, like 700 customers, something like, let's see, I wrote it down before I, uh, we took 21,000 parts orders in, in, uh, in 2020. So to ask that team of six people to stop and go through Entitle and add more to it and, and all that fun stuff. 
start small, start with the focus thing, show it can work. Uh, that'll help you build uh, buy-in from the people who are going to use it at the end of the day. Um, make sure you get somebody in your company to buy in. Uh, make sure you have back in for that so that they're not begging you for results after six weeks because it's going to take time for everybody to learn to use this. Um, and then at the back end, that I'll also kind of echo and expand upon uh, what Dan said is, um, oh, now I just lost my train of thought. Uh, data, good data in yeah, it means good data out. So make sure you, you've got that, that data cleaned up uh, and spend some time with them. And then one of the nice things that we've done with Entitle is, is a scheduled bi-weekly meeting. But that's, that's when I meet with the team. Um, I meet with Tom, who's uh, Tom Sturdivant, who, who's my customer success manager. Uh, and a, a couple of the data guys always join with us. Um, and not only are they responsive to suggestions or requests, uh, as Dan said, is they've been very open to, to answering, you know, what are other, other customers doing with this information? Now, they, they, they don't give me specifics, but, you know, hey, we have a customer using for this. We have a customer user for that. Um, and it might just open up a door that we hadn't thought of um, because they, they, they work across different industries. So, um, you know, use their expertise, good data, start small, get buy-in. Those, those are the four things I would say. Great. Yeah, I think that the last thing I would say is, you know, Ben, Dan, uh, really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to join and, and share your perspectives. Um, yeah, this, is, this has been great. I think it's, it's, it's really helpful for uh, the community to hear, you know, what is the, the, the frontline experience and challenges and, and, you know, how you guys are working through those things. So thank you very much. Appreciate it.